0: Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. Join us as our host and fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden, discusses topics beneficial to businesses of all industries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I am your host, Tim Hayden, and I'm excited to have one of my friends, Shane Duffy. Shane is not... Uh, he, he is a, he's a regular. He's been on our podcast two or three times. I have to pause for a minute. Shane, you're the, you're the person that help me to come up with the name for this podcast. We talked about that yesterday when we, when we connected for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good for something every now and then. <laughs> Big That's, idea, small business. Yeah. yeah, yeah they, I love
0: it. I, I love it too. So it's, it's hard to believe we're over five years into this that thing, like five and a half. That's crazy. So, Hey, Shane, uh, Tell the listeners who may not have heard of you before. Tell a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, my name is uh, Shane Duffy, and uh, I currently serve as one of the lead pastors at New Spring Church uh, in Anderson, South Carolina. We have campuses uh, across the state, but our home base, my home base, is in Anderson. I'm married to the girl I fell in love with in high school. Uh, Her name's Sherry. We've been married uh, almost 32 years, Mm -hmm. working on our 32nd year. We've got four grown kids. Uh, Two of them married. One of them just had our first grandchild, a little girl, who has uh, stolen our hearts and then some. uh, If you're not at the grandparent age, I know you probably heard about this, but believe the hype. It's better than you can uh, predict. So we we love that. And uh, so I've been at the church uh, as a part of the leadership team. I actually just thought about this uh, The end of last year uh, celebrated my 17th anniversary as being a part of the leadership team at the church. The church is 20—we're about to celebrate our 22nd birthday, so I've been around for that long. And prior to that, I spent 15 years working in the insurance business. So uh, I may have not said this, but I'm 53 and a half, (laughs) and I know that uh, you you quit using half ages when you grow up, but I'm using 53 and a half on purpose because I think it's pertinent to— the conversation we're gonna to have today. yeah
0: that's great so you know Shane uh, you know, Shane's a good friend of mine we try to connect you know we try to go to lunch three or four times a year and one of our lunches last year you know we were talking about um, uh, changes you know when you are starting to change roles and you know, Shane you're you know you're, you're a great leader I've seen you lead for many years and you're in a senior leadership role and you start and you laid out. You said you said Tim, like 22 months from now, I'm going to be finished with my current position and into the the next you know the next challenge in my life. You know, still still involved with our church, but I just said, man, how many people at last year? You were 52 or 52 right. and a half, whatever, uh, are thinking about that? And I said, so man, I think you know for the you know for the. Um, listeners leaning in, I just think it's a really great topic as wherever you may be in your life, a lot of people may be 65 or so, Mm -hmm. you know, you're a lot younger than that, but you're taking some of those next steps. So, um, hey, so my first question, Shane, uh, what are the reasons why someone would want or need to make changes when you're in a leadership position?
1: Well, hopefully the reason, uh, would would initially be motivated by what's best for the organization. Mm. Uh, and then just on the heels of that, what's best for the individual? You know, um, a guy named Andy Stanley says, uh, or at least I heard him say at first, that uh, it's direction, not intention, that determines our destination. Mm. So uh, for me, um, when I first got this idea, um, it was several years ago, and we can talk about that more uh, throughout the podcast, but um, I think the reason – Starts with what's as I look forward, if I'm in a senior leadership position um, and the idea that everything rises and falls on leadership, then my perspective uh, on the organization uh, should be important when it comes to how is this organization going to survive my leadership Mm. or exist beyond my time there and then start to ask the question, how can I set it up to do that? Otherwise, I think if you're not asking that question, then maybe – and I'm not saying everybody has to ask that question. But if you're not asking that question, I think a question should be asking, then why am I here in the first place? Mm. Am I just trying to accomplish something personally, or am I actually a part of a team organization that I want to see outlive my contribution mm-hmm. into the next season, next generation?
0: Uh, that's good. We could pause, and we could just spend the rest of our time talking about what you just what you just unpacked. I think it's so – is so great. But as we go through conversation, some of those questions, some of those answers will come up to some of the questions that are in my mind. Hey, Shane, so uh, how does someone take the approach, the proper approach in making changes, stepping down or out from a position?
1: Yeah. Now, you know, one thing we should create so a little bit of context for this is, um, you know, this is, in my situation, it's uh, something I desire to do and can plan around. Some people make changes because they have to, mm-hmm. right? The organization or industry might change drastically. Uh, their health or perspective on what they want to do could change drastically. Heck, we could get fired, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, we got to make a change that yeah. we didn't plan for or want. But there's uh, a lot of of reasons why somebody might want to uh, create change. But for me, you know, what it boils down to is this. When I was 46, uh, I believe, um, I got the impression that I needed to step off of our leadership team uh, at the age of 55. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I didn't know why at the time. This was just, um, you know, know, spoiler alert, I'm a pastor. I read the Bible. I pray. I believe God speaks (laughs) to me. So I just got this impression that I felt was from the Lord that He was giving me a vision for my future a little bit, and that 55 was an important year that I needed to make a change. Now, I didn't know why, but as I looked at the landscape of our organization, um, we're a young organization in in the sense that the leaders of the organization are young, Mm -hmm. and uh, meaning that I was one of the old guys. And, uh, and you're a
0: young guy, but you're one of the young a, guys yeah, in that That's
1: right. When it comes to, you know, this is not, uh, we're not a typical organization where maybe the senior leadership is is older than I am even right now. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was pretty much younger than me. Um, and so I just thought when I looked at organization, I thought, you know, everybody here seems to be doing a good job, enjoying, passionate about what we're doing. I don't anticipate any uh, turnover if we don't have turnover on our leadership at the leadership level of our church, at some point, then we're going to lid out our organization in regards to upward mobility for the people that are part of it. And I think it's important that there's new blood, new life in leadership circles, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the organization, but including the top tier of leadership. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, there's something. Maybe this is why I'm getting this impression. You know, nine more years, uh, I'll step out of this to create upward mobility and movement in our organization so that we can t- continue to attract and retain really great, passionate leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how it started. Uh, but over the last couple of years, I've realized that the um, that's still true for us uh, in regards to creating space for upward mobility and some leadership uh, good leadership turnover in an organization, but I've also de- developed a new passion. So, over the last couple of years, um, I've really uh, had an increase in my passion to work, the, to see our church serve the greater church, meaning spend time and energy helping other leaders at other churches and other churches in other areas thrive. Hmm. And to use my experience. In ministry and even the marketplace before that to connect with um, and coach and resource, just equip leaders to thrive where they are. And by doing so, I believe that'll help churches to thrive. Um, and that's a passion for New Spring Church. We've always been a church that is uh, intentional about connecting with and supporting other churches. Um, and this just would give me the opportunity to create Uh, a move on our leadership team and because the church this is part of our church's ministry and vision I could then step in into leading that full time because right now it's just kind of a a part 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 time uh, gig uh, based on opportunities that present themselves but we could get more proactive in in seeking that out so that's a very long winded answer that's my situation for somebody that might be in, in a similar situation I'm not talking about change toward retirement. I'm talking about change toward a new passion in my Mm -hmm. own heart with an organization that's going to create the ability to do that. And to do that, I need to give up my position of leadership. But it doesn't mean I turn down my position of influence. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that my productivity and my impact on the organization goes Mm -hmm. down. Hopefully it actually makes it go up. It just frees up my time from the day-to-day Things to pursue something different. Now, I don't know how many of your listeners are in that situation, mm-hmm. regardless of their age. Um, but the question really goes back to what do you envision five years, 10 years, 20 years from now for you and your professional career, for you and your family life, for you and the organization you're a part of? And if you can't see the end, if you don't know where you're trying to go, or what you envision for the future. How are you going to get there if you don't start aligning your life around that now? Uh, and I just believe you know, leadership is other-oriented. Leadership's not about what's best for me. Leadership is about how I can equip others to achieve what's best for them. And so uh, if I start asking all those questions and really thinking about it, then maybe I get a vision for change in the future.
0: Yeah. Uh, a couple things that just jump out to me when you were talking about Shane is you know, you if if you're in a non-church environment I would say, mm-hmm. you know, you and you, you you go up the corporate ladder, you know, you've you've gotten to yep. the top level of leadership. How do you feel? I mean I, I think I know this answer, but let me, I'll ask for the listeners, how do you feel you're stepping out of a senior leadership role and gonna get involved in something else? How do you feel with that going on? And you're, and you're literally, you're 18 months away from the hat.
1: Yeah. That's why I said I was 53 and a half. 55. <laughs> July of 2023, I'll be 55. And so, uh, as you mentioned earlier, and we talked about later, I started working a plan uh, 24 months out. But um, how do I feel? I feel, um, it depends on what day you ask me. <laughs> uh, because in some ways, you know, just to be super candid and, and vulnerable, you um, um to willingly step out of a position I couldn't easily be removed from on purpose into a position where I'm going to submit to an authority uh that has the would have the uh ability to let me go at a moment's notice seems insane Mm-mm. right 55 to 65 should be when you are just you're doubling down on everything retirement age and what are you going to do in the future and and uh, and so you want to level up in your uh, authority and and the resources you can uh, secure and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know my personal testimony is every uh, there's been seasons of my life where I felt like the Lord has led me to a change that didn't fit conventional wisdom. Mm. But was for me felt like spirit filled direction. And every time I've said yes to that, God's shown me that it's better than I could have worked out on my own. Mm. So though I have legitimate concerns from time to time, does is this a really wise move? I look back over um, you know, thirty-two years of professional life and have seen how um it doesn't depend on me. Hmm. Um, that the organization doesn't depend on me because let's face it, we're all interims. Right. Everybody, no matter your organization, no matter matter the market you're in, somebody was there before you. Maybe, uh, maybe you started the company, hmm. but even if you started it and no one was there before you, somebody will be there after you if your organization is making a difference that will outlast your life. And so, um, I'm just going to bet on. Um, uh, I'm going to bet on that reality and that there's a God who cares about me enough to give me direction. Uh, and and you know what? if it all falls flat, he's also a God that's going to pick me up and help me reboot and restart. Yeah. yeah. So you know, again, um, that's that's my uh, quote unquote back plan B safety net. Yeah.
0: That's great. I just love your I love your faith. I just love the peace when you just answered that question, Shane, the peace is with you. Mm. And for our listeners that are, you know, that are leaning in a little closer and listen, you know, man, whatever the Lord has got in store for you, it's going to be okay. And I think that's a great spot to be. So, man, yeah. hey, that, hey, we went a little off script That <laughs> yeah, was good. That's so, all right. I, I, that, that was that's really, all right. That's really, really good. So, um, hey, when would you know that making changes, stepping down, or out is the right decision for the business. So, so from a yep. business perspective,
1: um, well, a couple of things. I think if you have the idea, my, uh, I would suggest. And let me uh, put a little asterisk by everything I'm saying today. Who knows, right? <laughs> you see me in two years, Tim, and we'll see how this is going. But uh, my suggestion would be, and what I've tried to do myself is, I needed to, or I would suggest you, if you have the inkling that a change is necessary, I would test that idea with trusted people. Mm. Um, People that you trust and really know the lay of the land of the organization. You know, it's one thing to um, talk to your wife or spouse or uh, close friend outside the organization, I think that's important. Uh, but I would say uh, I would want to lean in, not to necessarily everybody, and you're not taking a poll in your yeah. organization, but somebody you trust and say, hey, here's what I've been thinking, and here's how I see it in regards to the organization. Tell me what you see and what you think about this. Or so I would want to test it with a, with a trusted uh, friend uh, or confidant. Uh, another uh, question I think I would want to ask is, am I really adding value? Mm. Like, what am I doing right now? Am I adding value in the role I'm in? Um, And I'd want to know specifically how I'm adding value and where I'm adding value. Now, again, that could be self-evaluation, but if you can bounce this off somebody you trust that'll shoot straight with you, Uh, that would be uh, even better. And here's the follow-up question. What are the concerns if I wasn't in this role? So it's not just the idea. Picture me not in this role. What concerns does that bring to mind for the organization um and then um i think the 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 last thing um that i jotted down when you 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 know graciously shared this question with me before we started recording is um do i have a list of who's that i've been investing in that i think could feel at uh at least as good if not better than the ways I'm adding value to the organization because if if I'm if this is a sinking ship and I'm just trying to get out or I'm just frustrated or I'm just done with this season but I haven't got somebody to take my place then I'm not trying to create transitional change I'm trying to find a bailout mm. And I haven't really been about the organization. I've really been about me. Yeah. So again, even in going through these series of questions, if I can't point to somebody or a group of people, a leaders that I've been investing in over time that I think I could offer up in some transitional phase or phases to step in, then um, I need to go back and realize that the organization's uh, purpose, no matter what the organization is, is not to make my dreams come true. Mm. The organization's purpose is to realize its vision or to accomplish its mission. And so my role is to help it do that. So a change has to help everybody, Mm. starting with the organization. Then I think the individual. And then it should create opportunity for people to um, be able to backfill in a way that actually makes the – organization better.
0: Thank you for that answer that I mean that those questions, you know, for the listeners just I think it really gives you uh, a great lens to look for. I mean, you got to look at what's best for the organization. Yeah. Again, if you do that first, everything else will take care of itself. I'm pivoting Shane. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, no, That's okay. But one thing that we did in last year is we created um, our purpose statement. Mhm. And our purpose statement and the listeners heard Sergeant Metal is for our team to thrive both personally and professionally and join us in supporting our community. Yep. It's not about the bottom line, it's not about the top line revenue. If you have a thriving team, those things will take care of itself. But if you don't so but it's all about the team. And you know, when but when you start thinking of things through an individual perspective, to me that's when Things can go can go south pretty quick.
1: That's exactly right. And that, at the bottom line, you can read all the leadership books you want to, or test studies of organizations or leaders that thrive or that don't. And what you'll find at the end of the ones that thrive are the ones that realize it really is about the other people, mm-hmm. and it really is about uh, uh, helping somebody become somebody else become the best version of themselves. In the context of your organization, Mm -hmm. Uh, the ones that think the um, the uh, the end, uh, quote unquote, justifies the means, then what you're going to have in that is a lot of turnover, lack of loyalty And what you don't have is a real commitment to the organization for somebody to deeply commit to an organization. They've got to be committed to the leader. People don't leave organizations. They don't abandon visions. They leave leaders. And so leaders that model, again, you put organization first in the sense that if we're going to accomplish our mission, where we put our attention is helping our staff thrive. Right. What you just said, Sergeant Metal's purpose is, uh, aligned under the mission and, and values you guys have, is going to be best for the people, which mm-hmm. ends up being best for the organization.
0: Right. You know, And it takes it takes that recipe, working together and working very hard— in order for it to be successful i agree and i think i think that's any organization
1: that's exactly right you know
0: now that that's a man that was a good answer hey um for someone who thoroughly loves what they do how can they make the transition and leaving easier
1: uh that's a good question because i can say without reservation i thoroughly love what i mm-hmm. do currently uh, i really do I love who what i do i love who i get to do it with uh, I'm energized by it. I'm dedicated to it. Um, um, and, um, and so th- I guess the way I would answer that question, if you really do love it, love in and of itself, the idea of love is you um, you put someone other, someone else's needs above your own. Hmm. And so if I really love what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with, then I need to think about, if I'm thinking about change, that I leave it better than I found it. Mm-hmm. You know, like your mama told you, taught you growing up. <laughs> yeah. You know, leave it better than you found it. And so um, I think that's it. Because the idea of transitioning, the grass is, you know, always greener on the other side. Like, it can be easy to get distracted and think, I just need a change. But if you don't thoroughly love what you're doing, please don't change. hmm you know, you, you don't want to, because whatever you thinks on this side of the fence, it's going to be on the other side of the fence, namely you. Mm-hmm. You know, the hardest person we lead, the most difficult person we lead, uh, no matter who we are, or what market we're in, is the one we see in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't love what you're doing, I would encourage you not to even think about making a change. Yeah. I would think about finding a love for what you're doing or making a change out of the organization, maybe, and finding something that you can be passionate about. Because it's not change, for me, it's not just change for change's sake, but I think for any leader, again, the idea of replacing yourself should be a consistent part of your leadership paradigm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, who am I investing in? Who am I pouring into? Who am I helping to, you know, leaders win, not when we get people to do what we want, but when we get people to want what we want. And so who am I investing in so that I can get them to see the way I see, to want the things I want, so that at a time when I'm not around, whether by choice or not, then there's somebody to step in and can do the things I do, maybe even better, bring a new perspective or a new set of gifts that that make it excel. So that's a long-winded way to say uh, you should only consider change inside an organization if you love what you do. Because you're going to bring your love for that with you, and I think it will accelerate whatever you do next, and it will create a great environment for whoever follows you yeah. into the role you're vacating.
0: And I'll tell you, for the listeners that are listening in, I completely agree with that. I've, I've not thought of it from that perspective, but and, and Shane, I'm so blessed. I'm the senior leader here, and I love what I get to do I know every you do. day. It's just, you know, and I'm just so so thankful to the the good Lord above for putting me in the position, you know, that I get to do every day. But look at you and what you're getting ready to to jump into in 18 months. You're still going to be connected to a lot of the same group of people. That's right. So, I mean, so what you're loving what you're doing, I can't imagine you not loving taking this next step, you know, that you're going in. But I think that's so critical. as far as, you know, you talked about, you know, you growing up leaders and, you know, you pouring into people to where when if when you get to the spot that you're going to step off, you've already got people that are ready to jump up. So, hey, just talk a little bit about succession in general. I know yeah. you've talked about that a little bit, but just in general terms.
1: Yeah, well, the, the idea of succession is one to recognize that you're going to need that to do that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully by choice, uh, but it doesn't always work out that way. And so I think it's foolhardy to not have a – even if it's not a formal, written, stamped, approved succession plan, especially if you're in a senior leadership role, though, if you are in a senior leadership role, I would say you should have something on paper for Mm -hmm. your organization to follow if change is necessary. You should – we should always be mindful of the fact that we need to be setting up our our team or our organization – to thrive if we're not around and that only happens if you have ready leaders to take your place you know if you want to know uh the health and viability of your organization take the senior leader out for a month and come back and see what how it is Mm -hmm. if it's all dependent on the senior leader's presence not his priorities not his precepts not what he's modeled but his presence, then you've got a reactive you got a reactive organization that can only thrive if that one component's there. Mm. I think a healthy organization is shown when you take the senior leader out for a period of time and see, does it continue to embody the vision? Does it continue to move toward uh, the vision? Does it continue to succeed in the way and make the decisions that would be made if the the senior leader is you know was there. Uh, then that's then you know you've got a thriving organization or team, and so what I would say is we should always be building toward that. Yeah, you know you could take one approach, just like um, you know the idea of, of delegation—not just task, but authority and responsibility—is uh, an important part of leader development. And the only uh, I read this the other day, it's in a book by. Um, uh, somebody I can call a friend named Mark Miller's wrote several exceptional leadership books. Get them all. I think he's got a new one coming out. But um, in um, uh, I think the name of the books "Win Every Day" is one of the, his latest books. But he but he he tells it through a fable, and in it uh, he kind of lays this idea: the only sustainable advantage an organization can have is leadership development. Mm. Because a lot of things can change, but my my uh, are in the marketplace and the culture, you know, depending on what industry you're in. But what can be held onto and replicated is the intentionality around leadership development. And so, when you're talking about succession, that's all you're really talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not have a name. So and so takes the place of so and so, but what I've got is I know succession is going to happen at some point. What am I doing to create a pipeline of leaders that could be ready or more ready today than they were yesterday to take my place if necessary? Or even better, uh, in some situations, they're ready to take another leadership position in the organization because there's a void of leadership development in some other part of the organization.
0: Yeah. Man, um, I mean, that's excellent. Uh you talked about succession so one thing that we do once a year we we pull out our succession playbook and we've got to do this pretty soon honestly for 2022 uh is when we do we go and we, we review all of our managers we start with our senior senior leaders first and then we have like plan a and plan b if something happened to me mm-hmm. tomorrow yeah. you know what it's not 100 percent done but man, 60%, 70% of us ready. And you know what? Then our senior group of leaders can get together and say, okay, here's our next play. And I think that, you know, going through, I think succession is vitally important, especially, you know, at the at the senior level. So I completely agree with what you're saying.
1: Yeah, because it, it pushed every, every uh, you know, people who listen to this may be in various uh, organizational uh, structures and have different types of constitutions or bylaws or how they're organized in their county or their city or their Mm -hmm. state, you know, whatever it is, uh, boards or, or whatever. At the end of the day, when, when the crap hits the fan and something gets challenged, all that matters is what's on paper. Hmm. And so when you think about succession planning, it's important that it's on paper and it's been ratified for lack of a better word by the leadership team. So that if a, you know, unforeseen thing happens because, you know, it, the, the best time to make a decision is before you make a decision, have to make a decision. Right. And so if you can envision um, or envision uh, a potential catastrophic event or difficult event for an organization, why wouldn't you go ahead and make some decisions that would lessen the impact or mitigate the impact of that event? And succession planning, in my opinion, is one of those things.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hey, um, Shane, this has been excellent Uh, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate uh, you're a great leader, and I know you have grown great leaders around you. So, hey, so as we land a plane for today, what's one piece of advice that you give to our listeners?
1: Um, Well, when it comes to the topic we've been talking about, and I'll just boil it down to leadership, uh, the the piece of advice I would give uh, is just simply this. Spend a percentage of your time investing into somebody else maybe several somebody else's, Mm -hmm. maybe in your organization, uh, and maybe not because I feel like if, if all you have to leverage from your leadership position is in fact, your position, then at some point that's going to run dry, both for the people that you lead and your own soul. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, leadership uh, is necessarily other oriented. It's how can I leverage who I am, what I'm doing, and create opportunities for other people to thrive in whatever they're doing. So I would just encourage your leaders to invest time in doing that. And along the way, if opportunity for change comes um, or creating plans for succession, I think what you'll find is a deeper love for the gift of leadership, a deeper love for for people, and uh, you'll be setting the stage for um your organization to thrive beyond your season there and then just in general my my uh uh, uh what I would want to leave everybody with is hey everybody love god love people and Find some friends and do that together. Yeah, that's where real life is found. Yeah, that's
0: great. Well, Shane, thank you for your love for Jesus, man. It uh, just permeates in everything you do, and you know, you make me want to be a better follower of Him every time that we get together. So oh, I
1: can say the same for you, Tim. You know, thank you.
0: Yeah, so that's great. So, hey, for our listeners, thanks for uh, joining us today. Everyone, take care and God bless. If you would like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We will be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that will get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.